Welcome again to this, our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're always so happy that, you, that you've joined us and we encourage you to share these devotional times with those that you know and love. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Our scripture today comes from Philippians chapter 4, verses 1 through 9. Hear the word of God. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you also, my loyal companion, help these women, for they have struggled beside me in the work of the gospel, together with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. And keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On March 4th, 1861, the 16th President of the United States, Abraham Lincoln, facing a nation that was on the verge of tearing apart and succumbing to the temptations of war, and having just recited the oath of office that to the best of his ability he would preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States, Abraham Lincoln mounted the podium and spoke to the crisis of the country and to his dream of a preserved union. After stating his case and articulating his vision and hope that he ended his plea to the country with these words, we are not enemies, but friends, we must not be enemies. Though passion may have strained it, it must not break our bonds of affection. The mystic cords of memory stretching from every battlefield and patriot grave to every living heart and hearthstone all over this broad land will yet swell the chorus of the Union when again touched as surely they will be by the better angels of our nature. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of affection. Five weeks later, cannonballs fell upon Fort Sumter and the worst war of American history commenced. Though passion may have strained, it must not break our bonds of, of affection. It's one of the predicaments of the human soul, this dance between head and heart that elicits great passion for both persons and positions. Passion that emanates from both head and heart. Passion for what we thought, for what thought we favor and what opinion we hold, and at the same time, great feeling for those to whom we've been bound. Supreme Court Associate Justice David Souter, 15 years ago, retired from the bench, and on his last day, he read into the record his farewell to his colleagues and ended by saying this, I will not sit with you at our bench after the court rises for the summer this time. 
but neither will I retire from our friendship, which has held us together despite the pull of most passionate dissent. The human predicament, friendship, despite the pull of most passionate dissent. The human predicament, and the Bible seems to be filled with it, brothers Cain and Abel, one jealous of the other, and as a result, the first biblical murder. David and Jonathan, best friends, sharing a love that sticketh closer than a brother, and yet with a raging king in between them. Paul, Philemon, and Onesimus, two freemen disagreeing over the plight of a slave. Paul and Barnabas, missionary partners, fall out over a fellow traveler, and as far as we know, never saw each other again. Esau and Jacob, sibling and sibling rivalry grown toxic, and it takes all the grace Esau can muster to bury the hatchet and to say that there's nothing that eclipses brotherhood. And so it is in our lesson today, Paul mentions ever so briefly that the Philippian church has a problem. And it may be the whole reason why Paul wrote this letter. Evidently, two leaders in the church did not get along, Euodia and Syntyche, two prominent members of the Philippian church, are at war with each other. And Paul must write and beg them to come together. I urge Euodia and I urge Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord, he writes. Be of the same mind. Likely, each thought the other was right. Each thought that they had a better plan. And usually when someone has to be right, then another one has to be wrong, and that means there's no coming together. And so when Paul says they are to be of the same mind, he's referring to the same mind he talks about in chapter 2 when he says, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. And that same mind that was in Christ Jesus was a mind that wished not to remain up in the heavens, but a mind who humbled himself and came to be in flesh as we are, and not just in flesh, but as a servant, humbling himself to even death on a cross. This was the mind that Paul wished for these two women. As far apart as you may seem, there is no distance that cannot be traversed if you have the mind of Jesus. You remember the story of Alvin Strait, the 73-year-old man from Lawrence, Iowa, whose eyesight had gotten so bad that they took his license away? So what was he to do when he got that call that his Wisconsin brother, who lived 240 miles away, had a stroke? No money to fly, no Zoom to call, no sight to drive, at least a car. But he did have that 1966 John Deere riding mower in the back shed. No one said he couldn't drive that, so he rigged up a trailer to his tractor that held his suitcase, his gasoline, his camping gear, and off he went to be with his brother. At a top speed of five miles an hour, the trip took six weeks. Six weeks. But he got there. And he got there because it, the getting there is what matters. It's the getting there that matters, isn't it? For us, brothers and sisters, but this is what we are, right? Are we not just brothers and sisters? Our bond is in Christ, and Christ eclipses all. Christ eclipses all. And there's a lot to eclipse these days. Much passionate dissent, dissent that turns to stabs and wounds and infection and politics, culture wars, talking heads, fake news, and some of it's really important stuff that Jesus has something to say about. But the problem is we don't always agree on what Jesus has to say, except perhaps when we come to the table of our Lord in communion. 
Uh, it's there that we would likely all agree upon the fact that Jesus is the host of the meal and all are, invi all are invited, especially the one you don't want to have there, especially the one you don't think deserves to be there. And Jesus says, oh, don't you start talking about deserving because this is the meal for the undeserving. That's why you're here. So why don't you bother? Why don't you, before you go to the table, Jesus says, go, as, go back. Go as far back as you need. Go 240 miles on a John Deere tractor if you have to. And bring your sister with you. Bring your brother with you. Paul says, let your gentleness be known to everyone. And isn't that what the world needs most? The same mind of Christ, the humble movement toward the other, and our gentleness known to all. Let us pray. Lord, we confess that we have put distance in between so many people in our lives for a thousand different reasons. And we also confess that we are sometimes reluctant to try to go back, try to build a bridge, try to bring people together. And so we ask, oh God, that as we reflect upon these words of Paul and the words of Abraham Lincoln and others, that we would sense your spirit's pull upon us, that we may find the opportunity to be in relationship with all, to be in covenant with all, to be in community with all, that you would be pleased in how the world is coming together through the likes of disciples like, like us. And so we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.